0: Hi, it's Madi Sol, your Rebel Guide to Living a Life of Freedom Abroad, bringing you an episode of Roaming the Now, where entrepreneurs, coaches, and mentors come together to give you a behind-the-scenes look at the real and raw experience of setting out to a new country and building a life and business abroad. If you're curious about your unique personality while living abroad, take the Living Abroad Persona Quiz at quiz.connectwithmarisol.com to discover your unique Living Abroad Persona type. Make sure to like and subscribe to Roaming the Now. Enjoy. Hello, this is Maddie Soul, your host of Roaming the Now, and today I have Ellie McPherson joining us from Argentina.
1: Hi, so good and happy to be here.
0: So happy to have you here. So before we jump into today's topic, which is super juicy and like expansive, I love this. <laughs> I love these topics of the conversations. I would love for Ellie to just you know um, introduce yourself and share who you are.
1: Sure. My name is Ellie. I am a coach. I live here in Buenos Aires, Argentina, and I have for the last couple of years. Um, I run a coaching company called Beyond the Itinerary, which is all about going beyond the so-called itinerary of life. So exploring where there's more pleasure, whether that's in travel, that's in sexuality, that's in spirituality. is going beyond into the space of more that many of us are looking for in life.
0: Beautiful. Oh, so fun. Okay. <laughs> No, I don't think I actually ever really talked about this, but pleasure and presence is a really big theme of mine. And even some people have told me I give off that energy of like pleasure and presence. And so I would really love for you to just kind of like, let's dive into it. of When we're thinking about pleasure and presence and travel, like where, what is your concept and take on that?
1: So I think one reason like people do travel is because it puts them into the now. Like when we're in our day-to-day, going to work every day, in our routines, we can check out. We're not even paying attention. You know, sometimes you've probably driven somewhere and then got there and realized that you weren't even really paying it. You were daydreaming the whole time. You don't even know how you got there. You were just in the routine of it. So I think one way that travel is really helpful is because it is all new. So it brings you into the present because because you have to be. You have to pay attention to where you're going. And there's so much pleasure then in being open and aware of like, oh my God, the food tastes so good. And like this little cute coffee shop and the trees and the smells, and it brings you it brings you very much into the present, into the now, which I think is one reason people enjoy it so much, right? But it's easy in our day-to-day lives to just sort of take that for granted, get distracted and just kind of go on autopilot.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. I actually would love to get your take on the situation that happened to me yesterday. So where I live, <laughs> I live, I yeah. live in a Pueblo Mexico. And um where I live, there's kind of just always something new happening. Like, there's always something that, like, isn't open all the time or something that just opened or maybe I catch it on day it's open, right? So, yesterday in the morning, I remember passing by this place and I was just, like, I smelled, like, the most amazing scent of, like, bread. I don't know what it was. I just, it smelled so good. and And so, we passed by because we had to go to the market, you know, do our grocery shopping. But then we passed by it again in the afternoon and I finally said, okay, we need to return and I need to discover what is this smell because it smells so good and I want this. <laughs> Turned out it was a piece of place. Um, super delicious. But I would love for you to kind of just from your perspective and what you know with like the senses and pleasure and being in the present moment, what is your kind of take on this, on me just <laughs> being so fixated <laughs> on the smell?
1: <laughs> I think it's wonderful, right? Like that that is like you know if you're familiar with the concept of tantra right tantra how of people think about tantra is like in terms of like kama sutra and sex in that way but tantra is really much about like bringing the spirituality into the everyday mm-hmm. so it's like everything can be erotic and pleasurable if we choose to view it that way so like this is kind of like i'm gonna, it's kind of it's kind of this kind of kind of out there right but that's like, Do you remember the scene in American Beauty where there's like that paper, that plastic bag floating and it becomes this piece of art? Mm-hmm. So that, some of that, like, I was, the other day I was walking down the street here in Buenos Aires and there are some days where I'm just like, oh, everything's so beautiful, so magical. And there are days where I'm more noticing the trash. But then I was thinking about that movie because it's like, it's just what, it's all, it's all just things to notice. And if I take the, the judgment out of like, this smells good, this smells bad, this is beautiful, this is not. It's all just things to notice. That can be beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. So going back to your thing with the smell, like there was something that brought like, it was like strong enough attention to, or strong enough to bring your attention right now into the here and now. Like you probably smell things all the time, but maybe you're you're used to it or it's not unique enough. But in that moment, it like it brought you like really woke you up, and then it, it brought up also this sense of intrigue. Like oh, I gotta find out what that is. I want to go follow that, right? And you teach yoga as well, right? So you like there's that that sense of intrigue in the body too, like oh, hmm, this is something interesting. Let's follow this. So like in the realm of uh, pleasure, you know, it could be like touching your arm, running your fingers through your hair, right? There's there's all the time. There's smell. There's textures. There's sensations that can catch our attention. And then having that um intrigue is to say, oh, like what happens if I follow this? Where where is this going to take me? And that that's the presence though to in a place where a you have to feel safe enough that's huge right feeling safe in your body to like be able to take that detour it's like, hmm, where is this going to take me
0: yeah that's really the way you described that was so clear that i'm like wow this is so interesting right because you know obviously in that moment i was thinking like wow like i need to follow this <laughs> and i am very like i am connected to my body i do a lot of grounding work but to hear from more of the perspective, since I know that like this is your like area of expertise, of, like, no, like what happens is if your senses are triggered and something was strong enough, you were intrigued, you're following the pool. And then obviously I had the pizza, it was amazing. And then I had my moment of pleasure, right? <laughs>
1: nope. Oh, so good. Um And the pleasure piece, like there's the pleasure in the smell. There's the pleasure, like there's pleasure all the way through. It's not necessarily just the pleasure in eating the pizza. It's the pleasure in like, oh, my attention was caught. The pleasure in, like, I wonder what it's going to be. There's the pleasure in the wanting to find out, the pleasure in the anticipation of it. And then there's the pleasure in the eating of the pizza. There's the pleasure in the feeling satiated afterwards, right? All of that journey is full of opportunities to enjoy the pleasure of it. Yeah.
0: And now I see what you're saying. People who are like really attracted to traveling are attracted to pleasure. Because when you think about when you're traveling, like what I just described, if you're kind of more of a, do not I don't, I'm not a planning traveler, um, but I'm very much so like following what's being presented to me. And that is what I really love about travel. It's like a flirting, I guess. And When I think about it, the relationship with me traveling. I'm like flirting with my environment. What's catching mm-hmm. my attention? What's not. Yeah. Yeah,
1: totally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so interesting. My mind is being opened up in so many different ways. I know that we had talked about when you had first traveled and I had first traveled, or just leaving abroad, right? You're gonna go abroad, you don't have a plan to return back to you know home anytime soon, and mm-hmm. this is really the new lifestyle. We had talked about how. I will say this confidently, I actually like structure. Moving around a bunch when I first started traveling it really taught me that I need structure because it was really hard for me to work on my business and it was really hard for me to just create that sense of safety or that sense of familiarity to have my creativity thrive. And I know that you had experienced a similar experience when you first moved abroad and were working on your business. So I would love for you to kind of share more about that as well as um, the analogy that you were giving me that I know that we can apply to many things.
1: Yeah. So I like to think of this as like the banks and the river, right? So the river is like the flow, the creativity, the imagination, the go with you know, that being able just to follow your nose to whatever is showing up. And then the banks are like the structure, the safety, right? And you need both. So I have applied that concept to a lot of things in my life. As I applied to travel, when I first quit my job and traveled, I just I had quit my house, quit my job, sold my house. So I didn't I was like total free word, right? And I went traveling for six months. And sometimes that going from being a pretty structured person like in a different life i was the cfo ceo of a, a ceo of a company i like an excel sheet i like plan <laughs> so to go from having none of that was hard for me and at times that made me feel like so ungrounded right it was like i have i could go anywhere to me that was like actually not a good feeling for some people like that might be the dream right i could do anything i could go anywhere but then when you're faced with that and you can go anywhere and do anything for me it was almost like like paralyzing so the way I learned to work with that was like, okay, I need to put some structure within. So then I have the flexibility. So like for me, when I was backpacking, it was like, well, I have one month in each country, right? Basically Based on the visa. So that gave me a little bit. And then I picked what I call like rocks, like the big experiences. Like back then I, I wanted to teach yoga. So I, I got a yoga teaching opportunity. Okay. I know I have to be at this place in two weeks or I want to do this meditation retreat. So I kind of picked the, the big experiences I wanted to have and then let everything else sort of fill itself in. Um, and then a couple of times I just like joined a retreat or a training because I was like, I don't, I don't want to plan every single day. I, I kind of wanted like to show up and have someone tell me what to do every day <laughs> without me having to plan it. So that was me, what, that was my way of like putting structure on what otherwise was like a totally open-ended trip that at times felt kind of unsettling in my system. Um, and then, so I came back to the U S and then, um, ended up traveling again in a more nomad sense. When I first started traveling as a nomad, I had um, by that point I was working independently, but I had like a contract that was more or less like a full time job. And so, in a way, I was traveling like really frequently back then. In a way, my job was my sense of that was the bank sit that was the thing. When I opened my laptop, I knew what to do. I didn't have to really think too hard about it. I knew exactly what to do, um, and that was like my sense of safety, where I didn't have to think about where am I going, where am I going to sleep, how am I going to get there. The job was like show up, do my thing. When I transitioned out of doing less of that consulting work and more into doing my like, coaching business. I didn't have the, like the energy, the mental energy to keep moving around so much. And I've, I've seen that with a bunch of other, with like other nomads too, right? If you're like, if your job is really steady, and doesn't require a lot of mental, mental thought, then you can, you can be doing all the logistics and the research. Where am I going to stay? How am I going to get there? Where am I going to go? And then when your job you switched and you start working more independently or doing something more creative, then you probably need more structure in your day-to-day life so that you're not constantly thinking about where am I going to sleep? where am I going? Where am I going to get internet? Like that becomes a lot to think about all the time. So that's where like having, staying somewhere in more three, six months, doing the slow mad thing um, just takes a lot of that questions out of, the, out of the mix so that you can have that mental freedom, that flow state to to build, to be creative. So it's like that mix of structure, like creativity requires structure, but structure requires creativity.
0: Mm-hmm. I had um, one of my first business coaches if you're a very creative person, but you need an anchor you need an anchor for one aspect of your creativity because when you are a really creative person, like we, I found it like kind of this really conflicting thought, right? Because as a creative person, you don't really like structure. You don't really like, it's not really something you want, right? I feel like that's why a lot of like creative people I know are like, I want to move abroad or like they they like already do the nomadic thing because they don't want the structure. But when you experience that and you realize, wait, but I actually do need like a container to hold me so that I can like, really just intentionally and thoughtfully execute on the creativity it really just like redefines itself um she had suggested that I like created a dialogue between the part of me that doesn't want structure and the part of me that does she was like (laughs) why do they have to be in conflict like what if they had a conversation and Mm -hmm. I was like oh what if my creativity you know and like this desire for freedom but also that desire for safety, just had a conversation like how do they common relationship for each other so they're working together and not like going
1: against me yeah exactly like an art example that I think of with this is like you know let's say you sit down in front of art supplies and you have like you have paint you have pencils you have collage like you have everything in front of you it's like a little overwhelming but let's say you sit down with the materials and someone says to you you can only use blue paint and you can only use like a circle shape and you have to stay within this part of the paper like, the chances are that when you're, given, when you're actually given some constraints, you end up being more creative than if you could have done anything, like the, this. Or, like, the other way I think about it is, like, if I'm in the grocery store and I can buy, like, anything, I'm just like, I don't know, there's too many options. But if I open my fridge and I'm like, okay, I've got pickles, I've got some meat, I've got this, I can come up with a really great meal. Like, sometimes it's the the constraints that actually make you more creative.
0: Yeah. No, I, I love that. And I think, really, as I sit in that space, i like, that's very true. Like when you give yourself like I think about when I was like five, I went to a private school and every morning we did arts and crafts. But it was very like the the arts and crafts like skill we were doing was like pre-selected. So it was predetermined. But I remember having so much fun because I was like, okay, cool. I'm like rolling in here. <laughs> here's the arts and craft supplies. Today we're sewing. I need mean, to sew something like this, or today we're doing this. Obviously everyone's art looked different, but there was that con like there was that, I guess we call it that container of like here's your the materials. Container, exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like you know, especially as you're saying, because being a business owner, like you are the container. Like you are, you are. You have to make it for
1: yourself. Yeah. yeah.
0: And um, with that being said, it really is just so important to find, like as your analogy, like what are like what is going to work for you to create that container of structure so that you can thrive. Because if not, like you're kind of just for me, it was I felt like I was just always like paddling, like
1: ah, staying above
0: surface, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So that maybe that
1: container is like going to the co-working space and leaving the computer there. like you need work on boundaries or having um, you know, there like there's groups where they do like co-working sessions, right? Where okay, I'm gonna we're all just gonna be on the look on our laptops together, but there's a sense that like other people are doing this too. I mean there's lots of ways, but it's realizing that like, yes, the creative person generally is like, I don't like boundaries, don't tell me what to do, but then actually kind of needs that that sense of safety say okay i don't have, like safety that says i can go full in right i don't need to cut my i don't need to be worried i can just put my attention fully and be creative
0: yeah i'm curious since i know that you can you know, obviously uh, being expats you know we connect with other expats and how do you see this like play out like just like you know in, in the clients you work with or people that you know like how do you typically see this play out when there's like the realization of like they need structure
1: or they need some type of like they need the the banks um, how do I see it play out? So I bring this, I use this analogy when I'm working with people on all kinds, because I coach people around sexuality stuff. I coach people around financial stuff, like lifestyle design. So it kind of depends like what, where they're coming to me for, what they need support around. Um, like I was working with someone recently the other day who was working on a, going on a sabbatical, right? They were just, it was like too big, right? Too much. They just, what do I do? Where do I go? Too many ideas. So some of it's just like creating that structure to say, okay, within this context, you we gonna put an intention on it, put a timeline on it, like something to begin to like make this bite-sizable. Okay, or let's put it into, into phases, right? Okay, phase one is this, phase two is that. It, it it's that those are different ways that you can kind of like put structure or container on something so that it feels again, it goes back to the idea of safety. Like you need that sense of safety to like relax into to say, okay, what's possible? But when it feels too big, too much, it's like it can be like a freeze or a flight kind of response i, I can't really handle this that makes sense
0: no 100 percent is like um taking i, I feel like um cause people out right because i mean when you think about you made the decision to move to argentina right i made the decision to move to mexico i made this decision from this lens of i'm going and i don't have a return ticket and we'll see how much time i get on my visa right mm-hmm. but i went with it very much so this is just the first step it's going to play yeah. out as i go along right and I feel that a lot of people when they're stepping into traveling, there's just like there's this part of us that wants to figure out the whole thing at once, but that's like really impossible because nothing ever
1: goes as planned. Yeah, exactly. So I was working with a client the other day actually who is a um executive director of a nonprofit in the US and he wants to move his family abroad, right? So it's not just him, it's his wife and two kids. So and he was like, I don't know where to start. So I was like, so we talked about this idea of phases. Okay. Phase one is like moving out of your house, phase two is landing. Um and then because I'm I'm big into like, you know, what do you what are the guardrails kind of that you need to be a functioning version of yourself? Um we talked a lot about that. Okay, like for you, your wife, the two kids, like what are the things that they need on a daily basis to feel to have that sense of like safety and um that's like what are the you know, exercise meals, getting around, like a safe place to sleep at night. Those are all things that when you're traveling are not like are kind of up for grabs sometimes. <laughs> so Understanding, like, what are those that, you know, my kid needs eight hours of sleep, no matter what, or they're a hot mess, what, or maybe, or I'm like that. So how do you, when you think about where you're going to go, like, that puts up, that puts some container on it. Okay, well, we need to be somewhere where um, I can run every day, because if I don't run, I, I get really grumpy, let's say. So, like, I, I often think that having those, that those senses of, like, what are the key things that I need to be the best version of me can be, that can help put that container on it. Um, or like for myself, I've had a lot of like, thankfully, I'm in an apartment now that I love, but I had like a slew of negative apartment experiences. And I think most novats can relate to like the struggle with finding good housing. So I had like a really solid list, now, like non-negotiables. I, li- I live in the back of the building, so I don't hear buses. Um, I live in the top floor. So it's like quiet is important to me, right? Um, all of those things are things I had to learn the hard way, <laughs> but now that's the container of like okay i know i need to find a place that has these things and i don't i don't negotiate on that because that is really key to my sense of like feeling grounded and safe in my body
0: yeah that's that's like i just i had like a flashback of all the like airbnb's and places that i moved around (laughs) (laughs) you know internet right like internet like you know clearly you know our roles It is highly reliant on internet and so i remember being in airbnb's where it was unstable internet and if it was unstable internet it was just it, it was so disorienting and so ungrounding for me to the point where I literally bought a hotspot and I just was like, you know, where i have no matter where I am, I have a hotspot now and that yeah. I can connect to to give me my solid internet.
1: Yeah. It's like having the, that safety net in place or that, or like, um, also like learn the hard way. Right. I, the other day, like this happened two days ago, I was walking on the street and I somehow lost, I had like a little baggie with my keys and my wallet in it. well, I don't know if it got stolen or I dropped it, but it's gone. In a previous time in life i would have like probably panicked and freaked out but this time i was like oh okay because like i plan for this now i have the safety systems in place so i go home and like i just put all my my cards on hold i already um i have it like numbers i have like you know, copies of everything which i didn't in a previous life do that and i always keep one copy of a credit card in my in my house so I was like okay this isn't ideal but this isn't the, like this isn't that big a deal I hopped online I put everything on hold I ordered a new license I'll be able to get it when I see some friends from the U.S. and like that's not it's not going to like tailspin my entire day right it's that's, like having that's a structure that I put in place that keeps me feeling like really stable even when things get a little bit out of control
0: yeah and that's also super good advice like have copies of you know if you're going to live abroad have copies of your credit cards have everything easy to put on hold don't pick all of your stuff with you all the time and that's actually something that I've done. Um, like my passport, because I know that's like the most important document. That only goes with me if it absolutely has to. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. And I, I use LastPass, which I'm mean, sure a lot of people do. I have everything in LastPass.
0: Perfect. No, but I and mean, see, like, so that's a very practical, like, to me, like, grounding nervous system way that if, like, let's say, you know, like, the keys like, that could gone, but you have that system in place where it's gonna be okay. Like, I have copies of everything. I have these things so that it's not the end of the world. So um, exactly. That's really solid advice that any traveler really whether it it's forever or just for a time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Multiple yeah. credit like losing yeah, running out of access to money and traveling is one of those scariest things.
0: Yeah, I um I didn't I mean I kind of did. I uh I was going through something and I was just like really emotionally like overwhelmed and I left my debit card in the ATM and I only have one debit card. And so that was like what because you know in 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 Mexico you use cash for a lot of things yeah um so I didn't have a way to get cash for like two months like granted like I figured out kind of like a workaround and everything to get cash but still it was just like shit. what I don't have access to get cash anymore like in an easy convenient way and it was literally just because I was overwhelmed and I was moving fast and we didn't know this in Mexico some of the ATMs they give you your cash before they give you your card. And so it was really, it's really, because it's that reverse, like, mechanism, cause, right? Because you think, oh, I take my cash. Like, I already have my card, right? Because that's how it is in the U.S. No, that was literally what happened to me. And then halfway through, I go, I left my debit card in the machine.
1: Yeah, You are talk. not the first person to have done that. I've heard that story so many times.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of maybe, um, maybe it's kind of like a rite of passage
1: when you <laughs> when you live wrong. Uh, you know. And then you learn like, okay, so I need to make sure I have like at least two copies or two ways to get access to cash or um, another really practical tip. I don't know if you do this. In, like I have a, a Google voice number, right? Because my US number, I don't have access to it when I'm traveling. And they want to like send you a little, you know, a little, a little pin number and you can't access your phone when you're traveling. You can be kind of screwed because you can't, access, you can't get the, the code to get back into your accounts. So I just have all my bank accounts using like a Google voice number that I can get through voice over IP. That has saved me many times.
0: Yeah, because it's you just have to be on your computer. You don't have to have the phone. which is amazing. Yeah. Um very good idea. Very, very good idea. Um, I would love for you to talk a little bit more about like the erotic blueprints since I know that this mm-hmm. is something that you do with your work and you shared with me that it translates everything. Um kind of just sharing how like erotic blueprints, I know we touched on a little bit in the beginning, but coming back to it, like how do those erotic blueprints show up in travel? <laughs> and then for people sure. when they're traveling. Yeah.
1: Yes, I love this topic. So the erotic blueprints, um, if you're familiar with the concept of like the five love languages, the erotic blueprints can kind of be thought of as like the love languages, but of sex and intimacy and touch. So the, the, the erotic blueprints were designed in the context of, of sexuality and intimacy, and you are a person in a body, you know, whether you're in the bedroom or traveling or at work, right? So it's very tied to like how your nervous system reacts to pleasure. How, how are you best wired for pleasure? So there are five erotic blueprints. There's energetic, sensual, sexual, kinky, and shapeshifter. And so I won't talk about as much about how that applies to um, to your intimate life, but you can make the connection. That I talk about it in terms of travel, right? So the idea of the of each blueprint type is each of us has like one primary blueprint, but then we might also have like bits and pieces of, of other ones, right? So you can think of them as like a primary path to turn on and pleasure. Also as different flavors that you can bring into life. So. Um, so, the energetic blueprint, right? The energetic is someone who's really sensitive. They have like a more developed sense of, uh, like, they're probably pretty intuitive. They're more sensitive to the energetic, the energies. They, they feel energies more. So, a superpower of that is like they're super attuned, right? They can really feel things. And especially so, in the context of travel, right? That can be a lot. You know, there's a, if you're on a plane or an airplane, you're moving around a lot, like that's, especially or in a big urban area, there's a lot of energy that you might be picking up on. And that can be really overwhelming. So, what's helpful, helpful, I think, for an energetic to understand in terms of travel is like there's nothing wrong with them. Like, this is, they're not, they're not weird, they're not broken, they're not too much. It's just this like that energetic overwhelm where they kind of go into shutdown that happens, right? So, how to kind of like control for that um, is understanding that you're, you're wired that way. And so, you need more time to ground. Like, energetics can also be kind of like off in space, or they can have a harder time like grounding into their body. So it's like, okay, I need to like, especially if I'm moving around, I need to have my feet on the floor. I need to go out in nature and like get my feet in the ground. Um, crystals, energetics tend to really love crystals. So like, maybe you travel with a crystal that gives you a sense of, of protection or safety or grounding um, or doing like, um, you know, meditations or whatever it is that like helps you feel like I have a protective bubble, right? I can control my space and also listening to your gut. Again, like you don't have as much control over your space if you're moving around a lot. So if you get to a space and you're like, this just doesn't you have that sixth sense, like this doesn't feel right. I don't want to be here. Instead of downplaying that and being like, no, no, like that's silly or there's listen to that, right? That's your gut, that's your you'll you have an energetic sense that something's off and, and really honoring that and saying, Okay, I'm not, you know, what I'm not gonna stay here tonight, I'm gonna go find another place or this doesn't I'm not gonna go down this street. Because every time you, you don't listen to that, you're telling your body like you're wrong, not you know, I'm not gonna I'm not here for you and then there's less pleasure, right, because you're, you're telling your body, I'm not going to listen to what you have to tell me, and you're potentially putting yourself there in danger too, right, so it's really that, that listening, um, and on, on the energetic side, I've noticed, like, places like Hawaii, Bali, um, places like Guatemala, like volcanoes, right, there's, like, those places that are, like, energy vortexes, energetics, like, tend to walk to those places, right, something <laughs> about, like, the lava, the magnetism, the water—right, those kinds. of Those are very like energetic places, and you'll see—you see a lot in the travel space people going to these sort of spiritual centers. Um, so the sensual blueprint type is really into like everything sensory, you know. Like you talked about this—the this smell, right? So this for me, the what is really attractive to the sensual um, about travel is that experience of all the sensories being the senses being engaged, whether it's like art, music architecture food right it's traveling to to like ignite all the senses and if you're bringing yourself into the present moment being aware of all that um the flip of being essential whether it's again this is anywhere you are in the world is essential can be um kind of in their head a lot so yes they have a capacity to be super in their bodies and they also have a capacity to get stuck in their head so for the central, it's kind of like needing that sense of order, right? So I'm a central, so I get this, right? So like I have packing teeth. Um, I travel, if I'm backpacking, I travel with my own little sleepy sack thing. Um, when I came to Argentina, I brought my own set of sheets and my own pillow. Like having those those sensory things that make me feel like safe and at home, or I travel with essential oils. Those are all things that make me feel like a sense of safety and order in my space, even when I can't control all of it. That helps my nervous system feel like safe and grounded when I when I have some some control over the physicality of my space. Does that make sense?
0: A hundred percent. Yeah, no, definitely. And I found that like I do that in a in a way. I have a blankie that I travel with.
1: <laughs> yes, a blankie. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I have a blankie. Of, I just have whatever I gotta go like. But it's a blanket that like I've gotten from the U.S. So it, either so it's something that I've gotten in the U.S. and I just bring it with me. So like I had one. I have both of them. That was me here, but. I just have a blankie it's like that's my thing that wherever i am this is my thing (laughs) exactly yeah
1: so it's like you know you're traveling you're limited in how much you can take with you but having those key things that kind of make a place feel like it's yours it's home or where you feel um like the the energetic needs is more focused on like feeling safe in their body the sensual needs to feel like there's a sense of order so those are the things to kind of manage for at as well as being aware of like what the superpowers of that type is in terms of what they can really enjoy and love out of travel um so the the sexual type the third type is more focused on certainty, so we might we heard the word sexual we think um like in the context of sex if the sexual is the person who's more focused on like the climax, the orgasm, like what we think of as as sex when you apply that to more day, like day to day life, it's the person who's a bit more direct, they're to the point like right so that's why I was saying that enjoying the journey of eating the pizza because. The sexual might be just like all about like I want like get it in my mouth I want to eat it right that's the pleasure is in the, the climax the goal of getting the thing so sometimes the, the like the potential shadow or limiting side of being sexual is not 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 enjoying that whole lead up right whereas like to use the example of the pizza the energetic is like really enjoying the whole the intrigue the mystery the anticipation like oh my god what's gonna be so good I can't wait to you know like that whole lead up is very pleasurable the sensual is like enjoying the smell like the texture being in the pizza shop and the sexual just wants to eat the pizza but there's so much pleasure along the way in these different flavors um so for the sexual it's like that sentence they need that certain that certainty of like i'm gonna get there right so i i make this joke like about you know go to eiffel tower or to paris right the the sexual is like what's the top five list i want to bang off the things on the list like like, I gotta know I'm gonna to get to the Apple Tower or I'm gonna get grumpy. <laughs> it's like they need that certainty that they're gonna to get to the, the the main attraction. And then they can kind of and then their nervous system can be like, oh okay, I'm gonna we're gonna get there, I can chill. I don't need to get like anxious that I'm gonna get to the goal. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. It reminds me of people who like plan. Like people who go on vacation yeah. plan. They're like, I have to go there, like we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, and we need to do these things.
1: But that's like they need I the know. certainty of like, yeah. And without that certainty, they get a little anxious. Like mm-hmm. it's like being really hungry and being like, if I don't know I'm gonna eat and I'm gonna like it's literally your nervous system is like anxious until it knows it's gonna be able to get what it needs. Mm-hmm. Um so keeping that that's having those sexual things in mind. And somebody else who's like traveling with or um engaging with somebody is like, oh they're not impatient, need, you know, whatever. Like this is just the way their nervous system needs needs certainty to, to relax. Um and then the fourth blueprint type is the kinky type, right? So we hear the word kinky. We might have ideas what that means. It just means taboo. So taboo is like whatever feels kind of like naughty to you. Um, and I, I think this is fun in travel because often in travel, we get chances to kind of play around with pieces of ourselves that maybe we didn't feel like we could express in our home environments, right? Personalities or ways of being that will marry a different culture. It's like, oh, I'm going to try out, you know, I, I didn't, grow up in a culture that had dance, right? But now I'm in a place where dancing is, and it feels almost a little scary, a little naughty, like, oh, I didn't grow up in a culture where um, people dance like that. But now I'm in a culture where people do, and it's safe to try it. Or, um, or doing like adventurous things, right? Like skydiving or you know, things that, these are all the things that make someone feel a little bit alive because it feels a little bit dangerous or naughty or kind of playing with expanding their sense of who they feel that it's safe to be. So I, I think that's, like, when I think about travel, um, there's, like, a lot of room there to kind of, like, play a little bit with the edges of what feels comfortable. And that's how I apply this concept of pink to travel. It's, like, how do I expand my edges of who I can be?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. And it kind of reminds me of who will travel, like, for plant ceremonies or who travel you, like, very specific things, right? You know, some people travel to go to sex parties. Like, it's a thing. Like, you know, there's some people travel to like you outside of the box like societal norms that people specifically don't produce so that makes like complete sense to my mind mm-hmm.
1: yeah or just or even to like try out being versions of themselves that maybe in our home environments like you know everyone thought you were like the quiet good girl right but there's a part of you that you know, has more than that and in a different culture different environment it feels safe to express that Um, and then the final type is the shapeshifter, which is kind of like all of the above. Like they need they need a little bit of all of the above.
0: That's cool. Wow, this is really like insightful and really really educational. You have a quiz around this, right?
1: Yes, there is a neurotic blueprint quiz. Um, I can I can send you the link.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. like
1: ten questions, and it'll give you your type or like, like the best guess at your type. Um, and then you'll get a little email with a little more information about it. It's in the context of, of how this relates to sex. I've kind of Framed it in the context of travel, but like I just said, like I said, you are who you are no matter what you're doing, and having this like key understanding of like why you are the way you are is a concept you can apply no matter what you're doing.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, definitely link it um, because I do feel like this is really interesting and very, for me, very insightful. Because I, because I believe you, like right, like I am who I am no matter where I am, <laughs> and so with that um, knowing, like just understanding, you know, who am I, and and I definitely. It was interesting that I definitely, when you were describing the energetic, I was like, oh, I think that's who I am because I am very sensitive to my environment. I do carry around crystals. And where I live right now, <laughs> there's like a, there's like a Mexica pyramid, like at the top of the town, like this, where I live is known for being a very energetic, healing place. And it's funny because when I was living in cities, now that I look back, like I was extremely overwhelmed and it's just like, I was always like, well, and so I remember when I settled here, I was like, oh, who would have thought I would have ended up in like, a super, like spiritual energetic healing to but now
1: <laughs> you just explained it it's not it. that shocking
0: <laughs> um so good and yeah the beauty
1: of that is then giving you that permission right like it's not that i wouldn't hack it in the city or like i it's no this is just how i'm
0: wired mm-hmm. yeah and that is definitely what i lived in Mexico city for three months and that gave me the opportunity to just really like before i moved here it really gave me the permission to just explore taste experience and i don't like the city life it's just not for me which was kind of a, a cool standoff, right? Like to go into mm-hmm. something different. So I really enjoyed that. Well, thank you so much for sharing. You, know, you like really shared such a wealth of information. that I feel like will help any traveler, especially just embodying this will be like, I'm, I'm who I am wherever I am. So the more I understand that, the better I can set myself up for being the best version of myself wherever I am in the world.
1: Totally, you said that so beautifully.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Um, So if anyone wants to get in contact with you, what is the best way?
1: um email i ellie at beyond the itinerary.com
0: beautiful and i'll make sure that um i'll put your contact information in the description okay amazing awesome well thank you so much ellie and thank you all thank for you. tuning in <laughs> thanks all for tuning in for um, another episode of even now until next time enjoy wherever you are in the world
1: <laughs> bye
0: bye Thanks for catching this episode of Roaming the Now. If you have not already, make sure to like and subscribe. And if you want to discover your unique personality while living abroad, visit quiz.connectwithmarisol.com. And as always, wherever you are in the world, I hope you are enjoying Roaming the Now.